welcome to another episode of Polished Gems with your host, Jacinta Martin. Join me as we rediscover our shine by learning how to rebuild with the nine fruits of God's Spirit. Kata. Hello. So let's go ahead and get started tonight. Thank you for coming on. Let's welcome everyone. So welcome everyone to another episode of Polished Gems. Here we talk about how we can develop and improve ourselves with the nine fruits of God's spirit. And I am your host, Jacinta Martin. I am the creator of the blog, Fruitful Gems. I'm also um, the creator of Polished Gems. I'm also an author and a two-time author and a real estate agent in the state of Georgia, also a mom of two children. And of course, I have with me Marquita Young. Marquita, can you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people? Sure. I am Marquita. Um, I'm a mom, a wife, a veteran. I'm also an author and contributor for Fruitful Gems and the owner of You Kids. Perfect. Thank you for that introduction. So guys, if you're just joining us, of course, we want to say welcome. But if you've been following us for a while, we want to say thank you for rocking with us. Be sure to check out all of our other blogs as well. I mean, all of our other blogs and podcast channel, you can find us on Anchor or Spotify or other major platforms where podcasts are available as well. So guys, let's dive right into tonight's topic. Tonight's topic is about self-control. What I what we want to focus on tonight is actually our blog of focus. It's called Seven Bible Verses to Help Evaluate Self-Control in the World in Which We Live. So, um, Marquita, can you give us a brief description of what this blog was about that you wrote? All right. So in this blog, um, I shared several Bible verses to help the reader to evaluate self-control, right, in the world that we live in. Um, so I discuss three different areas and provide examples um, to look at self-control and how to apply it. Perfect. So this is great, especially coming up off of a pandemic and everything. It seems like the lack of self-control might be a little out of whack just a little bit. I think it's because we've all been kind of closed off right from people. But yeah. let let the audience know what Bible verse was the basis for your blog. All right. So I started this blog off with Romans 12 and 2 um, from the New Living Translation. And it says, don't fear in customs of this world. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good. Um, so it's just been really within like the last three or four years since I kind of started to gain a better understanding Um it's it's just natural that it's easy to pick up things, habits, and traditions. And sometimes we pick up things that we um, later learn that are not of God, right? But it's just important that we check those check those things, um, that we um, check and see what God requires of us. And this scripture is a good reminder of that. I agree um, as well. And like you said. Um, before we dive too deep into uh, these three different areas, because you present three different areas within your blog um, that you mentioned as well, let me ask you to further break down the meaning of living in the world and being of the world. Um, because for those who might be new to the Christian faith, right, or even those of us who've been walking this Christian walk out, how do we know what the difference is? 
So living in the world is what we do every day, right? We are blessed to wake up, we get our day started, we go to work, we pray, we eat, we sleep, we fellowship with others, right? And just so many other things, right? Um, and I think the most important thing in all of that is that we live for God and we consider him in the things that we do. And we want to make sure that we're pleased that we're pleasing him, right? That he's pleased with what we do throughout our day, right? So while we're living in the world, we're still cognizant that we're doing things that are pleasing to the most high. Now, being of the world may be taking on those habits and traditions and customs that the world has to offer that's not pleasing to the most high, right? This is something that we can do knowingly and unknowingly. Um, you can equate it to being a kid, right, that knows right from wrong, that knows the requirements of the parent and lives the life according to the rules and the requirements that the parent has set for them, right? That would be an example of living, not doing the things that the world is doing, right? And then there might be those kids that go against the rules and the requirements, right, to follow behind their peers or to be a part of the quote unquote cool kids. And that will probably be an example, a good example of being in the world, right? So sometimes we're just in a place of not completely knowing whether we're in alignment or not, but that's why it's just really important that, you know, we pray to God on a continuous basis to forgive us of our sins knowingly and unknowingly so that we make sure that we're in alignment with him because sometimes we can just do stuff and not know. So. Very great example. Thank you for breaking that down for us. So let's jump right into uh, the area, uh, the first area that you actually discussed in your blog. You talked about gossip. Now, of course, we all have probably done this, right? And right. even if you tried not to, <laughs> there have been times that someone wanted to initiate it. Not necessarily that we're always the initiator of it, right? Right. But but go ahead and share with us and our audience the scripture uh, that you reference regarding um, gossip and even how we can look at it when it comes to uh, self-control and implementing self-control regarding. All right. So the scripture that I um, chose for this particular one, it says um, it's from Proverbs 11 and 13. And it says a gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. So this scripture tells us how God feels about gossiping and how that it's a negative thing to participate in, right? Gossiping can have negative consequences and there are many scriptures in the Bible that warn us of this, right? So another scripture would be um, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. And that's from Proverbs 16, 28, right? Wait, say so, that one one more time. I'm so sorry. Sure. Say that one more time. That was good. <laughs> it says a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Right. And so now we all know people who gossip. Right. And we have probably ourselves been guilty of gossiping at times. Right. So um, I know that for me, you know, gossiping for me, I feel very convicted, right? The Holy Spirit convicts me when I um, entertain gossiping. So um, I, you know, I often try to steer away from that, but it can be hard to steer away from um, from that. And, and oftentimes, sometimes we get into gossiping about people and it didn't initially start off with gossiping. You know, it has started off with, you know, 
get providing information and then it went on to something else. But we, you know, as um, as people of God have to know when to kind of shut that thing down and when to not participate in that, right? Because we know that gossiping can cause just so many problems. Um, like the scripture said, it can damage friendships. It also can damage careers and, you know, just so many other things in life. It has such a negative impact on people. Um, and it's just not, it's not something that we should be doing. And there's so many scriptures in the Bible that, point to gossiping as being something that would not be pleasing to the most high, right? So um, instead of us partaking in it, then we have to begin to learn how to shut that thing down. Gotcha. No, those were good. That Bible verse, I, like, it, it's interesting. We can read um, the Bible over and over again, but it's interesting how the Lord will highlight certain things that we're going through are necessary and needed, right? Mm -hmm. So that Proverbs that you just talked about, uh, I pray that our audience really uh, hears those words and let it resonate in their heart, like, Take jot down the scriptures that she's saying because these are helpful references for when to go back or even if gossiping is something that because we all struggle with different things. Um, so no no Christian is out here perfect. We're still working out our salvation daily, okay? To the point where um, if gossip is your thing, if if that's something that you've been struggling with, go back to these verses and just keep reciting them. And on your phone or something so you can go back and reference to rem and then ask God to help, right? Help you with a strategy of what to do or it might be stop talking to the person who initiates it all the time and you're like, wait a minute, I noticed this time I get on the phone with you, right? As well. So from what I just said into what are three practical ways that our audience can even use um, any tips that they can use to help them even practice self-control in this area? All right. So the first thing I would say is don't be the one to start it. Don't be the one to start the gossip. Right. If we know that it's wrong and we know that it can cause harm to people, don't be the one to start it. Right. Um, another one would be be the one who shuts it down. Right. Refuse to be a part of it by not feeding into the gossip. Right. When it's brought to you or changing the subject, um, you know, it's it's easy to get caught up in it but when you and sometimes you don't realize it but when you do realize it it's you know it's easy to shut it down something as simple as being like okay well i'm gonna pray for them you know i'm sorry that this person going through that and prayer will shut it down from it going any further right um another thing is be careful who you share information with because you can be the one that starts the gossip um and unknowingly started right by just sharing information with people who are notorious for gossiping or who um you're sharing with the hopes that maybe they'll pray for that person just like you would pray for that person but that's not their intention right so know who you're talking to and know who you're dealing with and who you know gossip those are great tips so let's jump into area number two guys uh, in area number two you talk about worshiping other idols or gods now i feel like this is an area that we could easily sometimes slip into because not that it's a gray area but i think the way of the world sometimes make this area a gray area but anyway share with us scripture um the scripture that you reference, as well as an example of how we can even get into worshiping other idols or gods, even unknowingly. 
All right, so the scripture um, that I referenced is Leviticus 26 and 1, and it says, um, do not make idols or set up carved images or sacred pillars or sculptured stones in your land so you may worship them. I am the Lord your God. Now, many people in the Bible went against this very scripture so many times and their families, their land, their animals, and just a lot of things in their life were punished for them committing that sin, right? So it's crucial that we don't hop on the bandwagon of worshiping things or even people above God. Um, it's so easy to do it without even knowing that um, it's going against God's request of us, right? So, um, and that's because most of the time you separate your faith from the idol, right? So let's just say, for instance, you buy a necklace that says it will bring you peace, right? And you may be in a place where peace is so desperately needed, right? And what can happen now is you're depending on the necklace for peace and not God, right? So um, how might you know that's the case, right? You wear it every day, day in and day out. If you lose it, you would be upset or bothered by it, right? You may even feel the need to run out and buy another one right? So God wants to be your peace, right? When you need it and have a piece of jewelry. Always right when we need it. And if you're not thinking, you'll commit yourself to that thing, hoping that it will help you in that area of your life, which means that you're not in that area of your life to God, right? So that's how you kind of get caught up in worship because you're putting your faith more into a thing person then you are into God right so you just have to kind of take note and remember that God will never give us something that causes us to put more faith in it than we do in him mm, very good um so with that being said since he will give us um exactly what we need based off what you showed us and said right um, what are three tips that we can use to even help us identify or even stay away from worshiping idols or other gods um, while living in this world? All right. So the first thing you want to do is take notice of when things show up. Right. A lot of times when we're going through things, that's when you'll see the bracelet that says that it will bring prosperity. You'll see the necklace that says it will bring peace. Somebody will come to you and say, hey, if you do this or buy this, this will do this for you, right? So take notice of when things show up in your life, right? Um, and then also remember that just because it shows up in your time of need doesn't always mean that it's of God, right? God knew I needed it and it's, it's right here. Right? The devil also brings stuff right? The devil also provides things as well. So you know that everything that shows up in your time of need is not of God, right? God will not send you things that will have you putting more trust in it than in him. It just is, that's not how this works, <laughs> right? He wants right. you to put your faith and your trust in him. So, you know, be mindful of that. And then the last thing would be evaluate whether you're trusting in things more than God, right? Sometimes you just have to kind of take a step back and just be like, okay, am I going to God with this issue or am I trusting in this item that I have, right? Um, and then the same could be true for people, right? Are you trusting in a person more than you're trusting in God? Because even a person can become an idol. So, you know, just really to kind of take a step back and evaluate like, 
what are you putting over God in different areas of your life? Those are all really good ones, guys. I really hope you're taking notes as we get ready to venture into area number three. Now, area number three could be a touchy subject for some, right? Because it's the drinking of wine, okay? Some people are going to be like, Marquita, you came from my whole wine. You came from my bottle. What is you doing? <laughs> so, which is understandable. Okay, we live in a world, right, that seems so chaotic some days, right? And sometimes we all have different vices. Now, your vice might not be drinking wine. Your vice might be you smoke cigarettes. Your vice might be you work out to deal with the stress, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes you work out overly, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's when you, um, God is, uh, seems to be fine with us in moderation, but it's when we go to the extremes, right, as right. well, that we have to really be mindful. So please, please, please share with us. We, I know this might um, strike a chord with some, but share with us the scripture that you reference and even the examples uh, that we can use to know if we've gone too far to one extreme or the other. All right. So um, in this one, I use two scriptures. Right. So the first one is Proverbs 20 and one. And it says wine produces mockers. Alcohol leads to brawls. Those led astray by drink cannot be wise. And Isaiah 5 and 22, which says what sorrow for those who are heroes at drinking wine and boast about all the alcohol they can hold. Right. So these scriptures reference basically getting drunk. It is customary in the world um, that people drink too much or can drink too much. Right. But the Bible also mentions that drunkenness is where the devil can have his way. Um, the Proverbs scripture above tells you that over drinking can lead to fights. Right. You may have experience being drunk or dealing with drunk people in your lifetime. Um, being in the Navy, I have. <laughs> because we work hard and we played even harder, right? So mm -hmm. one thing is that I couldn't be around drunk people when I was sober um, mm -hmm. because they act foolish and they do stuff, right? And so then it also made me think like, well, if I get drunk, how do I look and how do I act, right? And so um, I realized that negative things happen when someone's in a drunken state, like, being in the military and also being a part of the um, medical field within the military, you understand like you see people get drunk and get hurt and need stitches and get in fights and all types of stuff. Right. And so for me, that was like a determined because now I see like God has given me an opportunity to see what it does to people. And so then it kind of made me think like, okay, well, what, what do I do and how do I act when I'm out of my senses, right? When I'm not, um, when I don't fully have it together, right? So God doesn't want that negativity in our lives or a part of our lives. He especially doesn't want us to self-inflict such negativity on on us or on each other and so it's really important that we just you know it's not saying you can't drink right it's really pinpointing don't be don't drink to the point that you don't have any self-control right so this whole blog is about self-control and that's the thing when you are drunk and out of your out of your mind you don't have um you know, self-control. So it's really about not being in that state of drunkenness. 
Got you. So let's also provide them, let's provide our audience with uh, three things that can help or three tips that can help them identify um, if they've gone to that extreme, that extreme of drunkenness that you mentioned, right, where you had to actually sit down and examine or even stop and examine yourself and go, wait, if this is how other people look and how do I look as well? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, go ahead and share. All right. So when you do drink, right, you want to practice self-control, know your limit, right? and refrain from getting drunk. Being drunk can cause you to do things that you would not otherwise do sober, right? Um, if you don't realize when you are drunk, then find somebody who goes with you, who doesn't drink as much as you, who can pinpoint that for you, right? And who can kind of tell you like, hey, you've had enough. Like, don't, you know, that's more than enough or are you kind of getting carried away or kind of, you know, pull you back from it, right? Um, and so it's just just really important to just kind of just be self-aware. Pay attention to the people who are around you. Take a, If you have a problem with drinking, try going out with people who do drink and watch how they act when they drink, right? Because sometimes just seeing it from a sober mind and really experiencing it will help you to... Um, will help you to recognize like, okay, do I do that? Are you okay with how they're acting and that you potentially or could possibly be acting that way, right? So that's an opportunity for you to kind of check yourself, right, through other people. And um, honestly, just don't feel obligated to drink, right? A lot of times people drink socially and then you over drink because you're in that social setting, right? But if you know that you know, you have a limit or you know that you don't hold liquor well or you're not, you don't hold wine well, don't feel obligated, you know, to drink. And so um, those are the three things. I also want to add to that. Um, just one other thing to be mindful of. If you see yourself drinking because you're sad or you've had a, um, a hard day and you notice the, the limit keeps increasing because of those things, call in help, right? That's the time mm -hmm. to not only ask God to say, hey, help me with this, but also to get involved with, um, excuse me, <clears throat> different organizations that can help um, change your mindset about drinking as well. Because um, a lot of times drinking for some people is a mindset thing. Mm -hmm. It's the way they deal with stress. It's the way they um, uh, cover up things, uh, emotions they don't want to deal with, things like that. So when you get into drinking, manner. Be mindful and watchful uh, as well. So let's go ahead and look at any last takeaways that you want to share with our audience. All right. So while this blog was not written to convict you for your life choices, right? It was written so that you would take the time to do a self-evaluation of your self-control. Like ask yourself, are you living in a world and doing worldly things that would displease the father? Um, whatever you decide, you must be content with the choices that you have um, and the choices that you're sure within yourself that God is pleased with the decision that you make. Um, so the Bible in 22, you may believe there's nothing wrong with what, the, what you're doing, but keep it between yourself and God. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something that they have decided is right. Um, the scripture is important because it urges you to, to be content with your choices 
and to also keep it between you and God. The reason for this is so that you don't corrupt those around you and you don't have them making choices that would not otherwise be pleasing to God, to their walk with God, right? Um, choices that between them and God would really be um, a sin against him. And so um, it's okay, you know, we live our life, right? We have free will to do what we want to do. And, um, but it's just important that we don't force people. Very true. Uh, everything that you said, we, the thing is, as Marquita said, you, we want to make sure that we're not um, uh, bringing other people into the things that we, conviction is just the, is, the thought to change in the area, right? It's not, conviction is not this thing where God is beating us over the head going, hey, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. Now he will lovingly talk to an area could eventually be a hindrance, right? So that's why we experience conviction. Um, but uh, one of the things we just wanna leave you guys with and lead into some final thoughts is this, if if you are feeling convicted in an area, maybe it is drinking to stop drinking or to stop gossiping or even to stop uh, worshiping other idols. It, and it could be uh, many, many other areas as well that, yeah, like she said, first place more than anything is, of course, take that up with God. Um, see where his heart is for the matter and what might be causing it or triggering it. Like find out all the details from him regarding those, um, the conviction that's starting to come up in your heart of this and then find out different ways and strategy from God of how to be able to do that. But go ahead, Marquita, uh, if you could leave us with some last final thoughts regarding this topic. Sure. Um, Self-control can be difficult living in this world and it can be hard not to take part in some things and often we do it without knowing. Um, but the key for this fruit and all other fruit really is um, to continuously evaluate where you are according to what God's word says about it and adjust as needed and then continue to grow. Um, don't forget to repent daily for the things that you may have done knowingly and unknowingly. That's a perfect way to wrap it up. Thank you so much for your time, Marquita. Um, thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Polished Gems. Um, we hope you've enjoyed our series. Um, actually the beginning of this series on self-control. We got more coming uh, for this topic as well. And if you haven't had a chance, go back and look at our other series. We uh, do kind of a fruit of focus that follows our blog, Fruitful Gems, and uh, listen to those. We pray that it blesses you. And until next time, have a wonderful evening. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Polished Gems. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, head over to fruitfulgems.com. That's F-R-U-I-T-F-U-L-J-E-M-S.com and become a part of our family to receive your free guide, Discovering Your Worth Through the Fruit of God's Spirit. Until next time.